0: Welcome to the Whole Food Vegan Podcast.
1: Exciting vegan food, no crap, no agenda.
0: Helping you enjoy a wonderfully varied, tasty, easy to prepare and nutritious whole food plant-based diet.
1: Simple tip, easy recipes and helpful hints on how to get more enticing vegan meals into your diet. Usually recorded after a bottle of Merlot on a Friday night. welcome back to the vegan whole food podcast this is Sue
0: and I'm Mark
1: hello welcome back everybody hope you're well um so this week we're going to be focusing particularly on nutrition it's a subject that comes around every now and then because people do get their knickers in a bit of a twist about vegan nutrition and there's all sorts of rumors out there and we just thought it's worth revisiting again um but before we do that let's talk a little bit about what we have heard and seen lately to do with the vegan world have you had any interesting interactions at all
0: Well, I think one of the things that I do uh, usually monthly is uh, to be part of a cooperative. And the cooperative, uh, this particular one is SUMA. And it allows groups of us in the local area to club together and buy food at almost wholesale prices. It's not quite wholesale, but it's almost wholesale. And what it's done for me is it's allowed me to buy more organic food Particularly beans and pulses, um, and it, it enables you to buy sort of, especially if you dry, uh, buy dried beans and pulses, you can buy them in bulk, and they can be so much cheaper than buying them in tins in the shop. So. I would encourage people to have a look at local cooperatives. Suma do one. I think Suma might even help you set them up. Um, They have a really good website that people can log into. And you essentially buy food all together. I think it's a £300 minimum order, which if you've got 10 or 12 people in the cooperative, is fairly easy to come up with. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage people to have a look at that.
1: And your cooperative doesn't have a set date of how often they order. They just wait for someone yeah, to go. I need some stuff. Yeah,
0: else? we've got a little chat group on uh, WhatsApp, and someone will just say, "Hey, I'm running a bit low on, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Anyone fancy putting an order together?" And we just kind of wait till we've got enough people that we're ready. And then we'll say, set a date and, and say, OK, next Friday we will order and it will all be delivered the following Wednesday. It's all delivered to one location, the person that does the order. And we just go around to that person's house, pick it up at an agreed time. It, it works really well. Mm. It, you do have to, or it works better if you buy crates or pallets. So I usually buy tins of beans in packs of 12. So it does, it Works out better if you've got somewhere to store them. That's that's the only problem. Yeah. But you could. There's no reason why you couldn't work together as a little group and say, okay, well, between all ten of us, we all want a couple of tins each. And you just yeah. order one and split it.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea. Cool. That's really interesting. Thank you. Um, I think I've noticed particularly out the corner of my eye in the supermarket lately that uh, as we approach towards uh, Easter, so we've got about I don't know six weeks or so before Easter, but already. Obviously, Easter eggs are all out and about on the shelves. And I've just noticed this year, in particular, even in the health food shop, how advanced they are in getting all the vegan Easter eggs out there. And they're not just the plain Easter eggs anymore like they were a couple of years ago. You know, vegan chocolate chickens, vegan chocolate... Easter eggs filled with all different fillings and all sorts mm. of truffles, and it's just the wide range of chocolate is really, you know, massively increased in the commercial sector for vegans now. I was just really conscious of that, and I know hopefully soon in the future we're going to be talking to our friend Bob at Soul Kiki about We are. Chocolate. We're just
0: arranging the dates of that, but that is going to be a brilliant podcast yeah. dedicated to chocolate. The
1: trouble is with trying to get hold of a chocolate maker between February and Easter, it's a bit difficult because he's got Valentine's, Mother's Day, and and uh, obviously Easter, but. We're we're persevering we'll get it sorted okay so on the menu this week what we've we been eating well one of the first things that we had this week was pasta and slow cooked courgettes which is a real staple end of week use up courgettes recipe that's really lovely do you want to talk about that one yeah and
0: yeah uh, this is really really good because i quite we quite often have courgettes as people know that listen to this we eat seasonally so we have a seasonal veg box each week and quite often a big handful of courgettes. In fact, last year we had quite a few out of the garden yeah, as well. Yeah, we did. Mm. And slow cooking them is incredible. It's literally slice them up quite thin with a bit of oil into a sauce, into a frying pan, put it on really low. It's almost too low that you think it won't do anything.
1: I put it on a saucepan.
0: You do, do you? Mm. You put it in a saucepan. Okay, I, I do I do them in a frying pan. I, I guess either either work. you've got to have the
1: lid on to keep them yeah, okay. sautéing.
0: So yeah. they just keep it on really low. And, loads of garlic. Uh, and loads of garlic. Now, I the way I do it is I cook them. They all go a little bit mushy, and I add the garlic towards the end, which is oh. a little bit more of a raw, garlicky flavour, but I quite like that.
1: Yeah, it's a bit too garlicky for the
0: with, average person. With a squeeze of lemon juice. And if you've got some vegan creme fraiche or vegan soy cream, give that a stir through. I've even given it um, a stir through with some vegan soft cheese. Mm, that can work nice. really well. So at the end, you get this really lovely, slow cooked, sweet, garlicky bit of lemon courgette but it's um, just the sauce. But the texture is
1: amazing. I, I do it on a mandolin on the side of the grater. So, I'll just slice it on the mandolin or use the food processor. And you can put a massive amount of courgettes into it and it will really cook down to nothing, particularly if you've got the lid on. Just slow cook it, like sweating it away, and kind of the liquid evaporates and the courgette goes all mushy. Oh, it's just divine. And you just, all you need to do alongside that is just chuck some pasta in a dish and, you know. Off you go. And it's
0: pour perfect. the crochets over the top. It's
1: brilliant. Very yeah. really good. We also made um the cauliflower cheese using the sweet potato sauce that we've previously talked about in another recipe with macaroni cheese. So we use this uh, cauliflower just as you would in a cauliflower cheese, and then we made this uh, sweet potato sauce up. It's really, really lovely. It's very cheesy. Believe it or not, it's got absolutely nothing to do with cheese in there. I think it's got a bit of nooch. Um it's again, it's the recipe is out of this. Wonderful book that I've got, The Vegan Slow Cooker, and basically got sweet potatoes, a shallot, garlic, cashew nuts, nutritional yeast, Dijon mustard, plant milk of some description, bouillon stock, and then a few herbs. And basically, again, we'll post the recipe, but it's adapted from the sweet potato mac and cheese recipe. Really, really lovely good food, really colorful, really nutritious.
0: What What was really interesting was normally if you made cauliflower cheese or macaroni cheese, you'd make it with flour and butter so Mm -hmm. quite a carb heavy um fatty kind Mm. of uh sauce to go with it a white sauce and this is using vegetables to make the white sauce Mm. and i just think it's an incredible way of getting another portion of veg into your diet yeah in a by making a cheese sauce out of it, and again, good for
1: people who are gluten free, which you know a lot mm. of people are now. You can adapt this to make it completely gluten free. Um, I need to check nutritional yeast, but um, that might not be. But yeah, basically, really, really good way of again using up one vegetable that you might have an abundance of. Um, and the other thing we've eaten, again, not surprisingly, is bean burger and chips, which is your speciality.
0: I love making, I love making burgers. And again, this is a, this really is an end of the week thing. If we've got no vegetables left, I think, oh, what, what, what can I make? i make my chips in an air fryer so there's the tiniest amount of oil on them so that the chips aren't deep fried so they're relatively healthy and the bean burgers this is my principle i just take whatever i fancy a tin of beans usually black beans sometimes mixed with something else black beans some herbs some dr grieger spice mix that we've spoken about before nutritional yeast and then to make it bind together either um an egg, uh, a, a vegan egg, so made out of flax seeds or chai seeds, and some gram flour, something mm-hmm. like that. And I whiz them all up in a whizzer. If it's too wet, I add more gram flour. If it's too dry, I add like a little dribble of olive oil. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just about whizzing it all up. I then usually uh, get them all out, roll them, in, roll the burgers in um, uh, polenta or semolina. And then fry them.
1: Yeah. And you really get a really similar. nice
0: crispy outside mm. to them. And they work brilliantly. Sometimes they might be a bit soft and you have to chill them. Again, it this is not about working to a recipe. It's about looking at the food that you've got, making it the consistency you think. And I have sometimes got them out thought this is a bit too runny or too liquidy to to make a, not well not liquid, but too soft mm. to fry straight away. So I just put them in the fridge. Yeah. And or just, the freezer. Or the, the fr- freezer. Yeah. yeah, twenty minutes in the freezer. And then they become a really nice um, consistency and you can shallow fry them. Mm, cool. Really good.
1: Yep, yep. I'm sure we'll be having that again before very long. Okay, so here comes nutrition. This is something we've talked about a little bit before and it's something we get a lot of questions about and it's something that's really important to anybody regardless of whether you're vegan or not. So for us, as you know, we've told you this before, you know, we're really into eating a whole food diet for nutritional purposes and for us, the nutrition side of it is really important. but Equally, you know, there's a minefield of different stuff out there for people to get their heads around, and we could try and make everything really simple that we do because it doesn't have to be complicated. I have got nutritional background and I do understand nutrition, but my concept is if it isn't easy, people aren't going to do it. So, regardless of what diet you have, whether you're vegan or not, I think you've got to start with the basics of having a whole food diet as much as possible. So maybe you can do that 75% of the time, or you know, 80% of the time would be great. It's really, really hard to actually have 100% completely whole food diet, but, you know, aiming towards getting as much as you can of a whole food diet. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean using whole foods. I don't mean using processed foods. I don't mean, you know, eating out and buying takeaways and stuff. I mean basically making it yourself. That's how I come at it from. Now, for me, one of the things I've really been working on is getting more than 10 vegetables a day into my diet which is quite a big number. Mm. For some people, you know, that's impossible. The government guideline is still five a day, which is really pretty pathetic, I think. Um, And again, depending on where you look at this information from, where you get your information, some people say that you should eat five a day, and that includes pulses, and that includes beans, and that includes seeds, and that includes nuts. And some people say it's just vegetables. Some people say it includes fruit. Some people don't want to eat fruit for various reasons. So, again, you know, there's a whole stack of information out there. But, again, making it really simple, the more different fruits and vegetables you're eating on a daily or weekly basis, the better. There's been a really interesting, um, uh, well, kind of, I don't know how you describe it. There's been a few documentaries and things out. And perhaps we'll put a link to the one I heard on the BBC radio the other day uh, from the guy called professor tim Spector, who works at king's college london and one of the reasons you might have heard of his name before he has worked particularly with the twins so he set up the twin study to look at twins and their kind of genetic differences and the way that their bodies are completely different even though genetically they're actually identical and his research has basically shown us doing all this studies of twins over time um that they have a very different biome now what do i mean by that it's the Gut bacteria—it's the whole enclosed, self-contained bacteria zone of the stomach. So all of your food processing that happens within your gut, so that's from the minute it goes into your gullet through swallowing, all the way till it comes out the other end. Everything in that is the gut biome. So you've got all these different bacteria, you've got all these different good and bad bacteria that you might have heard of. And he's saying basically, for, as a result of this twin study, that even genetically identical twins have completely different gut biomes which I think is amazing.
0: Mm. He calls it identically different. Yeah. Um, and saying that that even though with people with the same genetics, our bodies are still plastic mm. and are still able to adapt. And interesting how eating different vegetables affects our body. Yeah. And and what he's saying is that just because you are given a certain genetic code does not mean that has to preordain that you're going to have these conditions and these diseases just mm. because you've got a, pre, a, a genetic precondition because we're, we're plastic and we can affect our gut biome and change them, which is in line with Dr. Grieger Absolutely. as well, who, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, How Not to Die, if you yeah. read his book and look at his recipes, he says exactly the same.
1: Mm. It's really interesting that now you're getting sort of leading nutritional doctors saying very similar things um, and it just again highlights to me that we're all completely individual which is what I've been saying all along, you know, we have different nutritional needs and we have different nutritional likes and dislikes. So it's no good me saying to someone like you, you've got to eat broad beans every meal because you just wouldn't do it. You don't like them. Or if I said you've got to eat sprouts. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, you know, it's no good having a one size fits all. So this idea of just having five veg a day, which the government has put out there as the kind of rule, we know from research that was done at Christmas time that most people who go to the supermarket to do their supermarket veg shop only ever buy the same six vegetables. And that's really scary. So people are generally, if that's the case, not eating even 10 different vegetables in a year, which I find really scary because they've all got so much different nutritional value. So for us, one of the big reasons about having a whole food diet is the variety of vegetables that we're getting in our veg box. And made- we
0: know what those we know what the ingredients are when you cook yourself you know know. what's going in
1: yeah so we're trying to widen our um you know variety of veg and fruit and things that we eat and again i've said before i'm not a great fruit eater so i'll eat bananas and apples and you know pineapple but it's not something i really miss whereas for you Mm. you love fruit yeah i do like fruit you could eat more fruit than veg couldn't you yeah so we're all different and it's just really interesting if you wanted to look into some of this research that was done and perhaps listen to that sort of podcast on the uh, bbc we'll put a link to it. Just really interesting how we've all got these different nutritional needs. And I think the trouble with advertising and you know media is that they all try and sell their product as the thing that you're needing. So very often you'll get if you read sort of vegan magazines or something you'll get adverts for certain nutritional supplements and don't miss out on this vitamin and that vitamin and da 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 have this as a cover all insurance and For me personally, I stopped being anemic when I went from being vegetarian to vegan because my diet just improved massively. I had a bigger, wider range of different nutritional inputs. I didn't need to take any supplements. I didn't have any anemia anymore. I felt better. My skin was better. My fitness was better. You know, it's all kind of part of a journey. So my advice is, if you haven't already, get one of those amazing Liz Cook charts that we've talked about before. Mm. They're really good, aren't they?
0: They're they're really good. And I I find them really useful because um, when we think about being vegan, the two things that spring to mind are are calcium and protein, which is the classic thing that people will say, oh, you've got to drink milk. Where do you get your calcium from? You've got to have meat. Where do you get your protein from? And yeah, we come up with standard answers to that. Like, well, where do you think the animal gets its protein from? Oh, look, it's grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, all all the veg, all vegetables, many vegetables contain protein. And what I like about the Liz Cook chart is that I can look through this and see, okay, am I getting a balanced diet? And what kind of vegetables? What kind of um. Uh, Uh, what veg gives the best nutrition and you get common themes within the the Liz cook chart so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just looking at it now as I'm looking down the protein column so she breaks it into columns protein column we've got beans and lentils bean sprouts tofu soy milk whole grain seeds nuts hummus and pretty much all of that you can get into your diet in a single day so soy milk whole grain seeds and nuts breakfast (laughs) breakfast. so breakfast is made up of a a very protein rich meal then you've got beans and lentils and tofu that could be a lunch in a form of hummus or beans made into a bean burger that we've already talked about or some form of tofu recipe or soup
1: with lentils
0: in it soup with lentils in any kind of stew lentils go into it shepherd's pie spaghetti bolognese lasagna so Actually, it's really easy. It's really easy to get that in. And
1: she actually says on the bottom of this chart, protein needs are automatically met by a balanced, varied diet. That is the main thing that really, you know, mm. the more variety you have in your diet, the better balanced it will be.
0: And the, the one thing that really stands out to me in this chart is green leafy vegetables. Mm-hmm. So green leafy vegetables appears in the iron, calcium, zinc, iodine, magnesium, uh, and some other trace elements. Uh what else have we got? We've got it in vitamin C, we've got it in uh vitamin fats, K. we've got it in vitamin K. It's all over the place. So the the key thing is to say, when I look at a meal, eat the rainbow, something yeah. that we often say, and green, what have I got that's green in there mm-hmm. and what are my green leafy veg? Mm-hmm. So to get that green leafy veg in every day if you can yeah. and one thing I like really like about green leafy veg particularly the the softer ones things like kale and spinach is you can eat vast quantities in one go yeah by, by wilting them down they wilt down to, to very small mm.
1: and you can eat them raw if you want and to and you can eat them more yeah, yeah. so raw is also good sometimes yeah i mean again it's it's all stuff that we talked about with the dr grieger episode um the more variety the more ways you can cook it the brighter the color of the vegetables the more seasonal it is the more locally produced it is it's just an ethical diet because you're if you're eating seasonal and it's local you're getting all those local micronutrients that suit your climate so it's great that you can bring in avocados from the other side of the world for example you can't grow them necessarily over here in the same way but but again, you know, do we need them in our diet? Probably not, but they are nice. So mm. I only have avocados as a treat once in a while. I don't mm. eat them every day. doesn't say I couldn't, you know, I could very easily eat them every day. Um, but the stuff that's more kind of uh, this time of year, you know, your root vegetables, for example, you're going to have your heavier, starchier, higher carb, um, more fibrous bit ve- um, vegetables at this time of year. Whereas in the summer, you're going to have more of your kind of lighter leafy greens, like your lettuces, your salad Mm. crops like spring onions and stuff like that again you know it's all just common sense when you think about it it's what we survive on as we've evolved so nutrition doesn't have to be difficult that's the kind of thing i want to get across really and above all you know drinking water is one of the most amazing things you can do for your body and most people don't do it enough doesn't cost you anything don't have to do it you know under certain conditions you can just take a bottle of water with you everywhere just drink water all day that's so so important for your digestive system yeah definitely. another
0: tip that, that i found out recently is you can download quite a few apps um from the internet and they're, they're they're diet apps so they're they're designed to help you understand your calorie intake from fats proteins and carbohydrates and what i have found them really useful for is almost all the food stuff that we eat is already in the app so I was thinking well am I getting enough protein am I getting me enough calcium is what my macronutrients like what are my micronutrients like have I am I bit carb heavy and without having to look at every single meal and work it out myself I just put everything that I ate into the app okay. and at the end of the day that app gives you a little pie chart and you can see how much of your calories comes from carbs protein and fat mm. and you can then look to see well ideally for your size and your weight and your gender and your height what is the recommended amount and then we can start to make adjustments and i found that a really useful way of looking at my diet because i was i was thinking well as a vegan Am I getting enough of all of this stuff? Mm. And I was. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely fine. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think also, you know, um, talking about organic as well, because that's something that also gets interchangeably mixed in with being vegan. It's not actually the same thing. It doesn't actually equate that if you're eating an organic diet, it's going to be vegan and vice versa. If I can afford it at the time, I always buy organic because I just want to support organic farming. I think it's better for the environment. It's not the whole reason that I buy organic sometimes it's just because i like a product and it happens to be organic i'm not as fastidious about it as i used to be um but again you know if you can eat organic you're eating less chemical stuff which for me is all about if it's grown with chemicals is it really a whole food if it's you know as natural as possible then i'm probably going to feel better about eating it and putting it into my body mm. that's just where i'm coming from on it so yeah
0: yeah because i i i, I... I I do think there's this big health element to eating this style of food. Whether you call it vegan or plant-based, I'm not really bothered. This is the style of food that we eat. And um, going organic is the next step Mm. to being as healthy as possible. And that's what we're talking about by having the right nutrition is to be as healthy as possible. So locally sourced, organic, whole food, plant-based is all around that let's-be-healthy yep. um, nutrition side of things, which, yep. is, which, is what we're, which is what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, and I think most people know if they're eating a healthy diet or not. You know, you can, can convince yourself that that bottle of wine that you have on a Friday night, for example, is, you know, only once a week and it's fine. But I know if I have a bottle of wine with you on a Friday night that getting up to do parkrun on a Saturday is a bit of a struggle. But, you know, I do it on a Friday because it's my Friday night off and so be it. Yeah, mm. you can't be fastidious all the time. And, and uh, yeah, all I want to say about nutrition really just to end this is, the more variety you can have, the better. Kind of look at what you're eating. Can you eat better? Can you eat more veg? Can you eat less processed? Can you drink more water? If you're doing all of that, you probably don't need nutritional supplements and various health food supplements that you'll get when you go to the supermarket. Don't worry about all that. Just try and eat better with what you've got. And use your money on vegetables rather than vitamins. That's yeah, what I'd say. definitely. Okay, so next week. What are we looking at next week?
0: Next week. We are interviewing a vegan baker and food entrepreneur. Okay. Um, her name is Rim. She is a vegan and she found a bit of a gap in the market for uh, sort of vegan um, cooking ingredients that she was struggling to find. So she set up a company doing that, but she's also a vegan baker. So we are going to be baking a vegan Snickers bar. Mm. And we'll post the recipe to that next week. And we're going to be talking to the creator of this vegan Snickers bar, which you can make at home yourself. Mm. And I'm sure that will be amazing. So that's the in, that's an interview, an interview with RIM Excellent. next week. Would it be amazing? Cool.
1: Brilliant. All right. So don't forget, if you haven't already subscribed, you can subscribe to get updates from our podcast. We're really interested to know where you're listening from, what you're up to and how you're finding it. And next week, we'll obviously be talking to Rim and her vegan, I think, raw Snickers bar, which will be amazing. It is raw, We'll be able to eat that and tell you all about how wonderful it was. And uh, yeah, keep in touch. Let us know how you're going and have a good week. Bye. Bye.
0: thank you for listening and if you have enjoyed this podcast please remember to rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from if you'd like to be featured on the show or to send us any comments please email behealthy at govegan.online see you soon